You're listening to the Jerry and Jacoby podcast, Success Without Sacrifice, a podcast by two entrepreneurs at different stages of life, sharing real life experiences, managing a successful business and family life. It's honest talk about lessons learned, balancing family, faith, business, and personal growth on the journey of making our dreams a reality. Now, here are your hosts, Jerry and Jacoby. Hey everyone, I want to welcome you to the Jerry and Jacoby podcast, Success Without Sacrifice. I'm Jacoby here with my good friend and co-host Jerry. In every episode, we're bringing you honest conversations about what really matters and how to create success without sacrificing the things you love the most. And this week on this episode, we're going to be talking about making hard decisions. Bring it. Why is it so hard to make a decision and why does it seem like you know, everything's closing in on you whenever you have to make a decision. So we make decisions every single day, but there are those decisions that are, you know, a little bit or seem a little bit harder than others because they're going to have a big impact on our life. And so just recently, I just, I had to make a hard decision. I decided to change real estate brokerages. I was with my last broker for the last five years and had an opportunity come up to where I got to, I'm going to get to work with someone that I truly respect and trust. And so with that, I had to make a decision to make a change. And so just want to talk through those things about, you know, what was going on in my head, because it's a huge mental battle to get through. Yeah. And it's been, uh, it's been great to kind of watch you go through this, to watch how you handle the process. And then also kind of line it up with how I handle the process of making hard decisions. And it just so happens that I had to make one too. And I made the same decision that Jacoby made to switch brokerages. And based on, it was mainly based on more who uh, would be involved than why I was making the decision. I mean, the why had to line up, but definitely the conversation started because of the who. And switching brokerages for me was it's a really difficult decision. Like I'm actually in the middle of it right now, and of making that decision. Yes, the decision's been made, but I'm in the process of logistically working that out. What's interesting to me is a lot of our topics have been based around like having our plan. I, I think it was the last episode or episode before we talked about our three one ninety, you know, our three year plan breaks down to a one-year plan to a quarterly plan. And this is a decision that came out of left field and it didn't have anything to do with the 3190. And so we're throwing this in the middle of, of our, you know, of our three-year goals, but with this idea, I guess to back up and throwing it in, in line in this decision up with our three-year goal, that was, I think that helped me make my decision because if I look at this, this helps me get to that spot quicker. 100%. And so what I'd like to do is kind of just back up and think about, especially for the folks that are listening and, and for ourselves, like in the, just at the very root in a decision, what do you think is the hardest part about making a decision? Why is it so hard for us to move forward whenever we have like a point? I like to think of it like a fork in the road, right? You come up to this point where you're in the road and you can go left or you can go right, or you might have multiple decisions, but why is it so hard to make a decision whenever you're presented with something? 
For me, I think it's an equal balance of two things. One, it's the unknown. So if I, you know, if I turn left versus stay on the track I'm on, what's that going to look like? What's going to happen? Am I going to have similar success that I have now? Because like, especially like this decision, I guess not all decisions are like that, but this decision, I'm not making a decision because something's bad and I need to make it better. I'm making the decision because I think what I'm going to is going to help me, you know, move my why forward. And so I'm not leaving a bad scenario. I love my broker. I love my brokerage. I've been with him since 2013. He was an integral part in me getting into real estate. One could argue we just did the last episode on most influential people and he could have easily made that list because he has definitely influenced my life and my family by really pushing me and motivating me to get into real estate. So there's the unknown, but then you stack on top of that, I think equally as hard is what I'm leaving. And to leave that relationship and the comfort level I have there is that's been a really difficult part that I've had to work through to make this decision. Yeah, I think the unknown is really the major, major factor in there. Because once you start doing something, you kind of know what's coming at you. You can kind of predict what's going to come next. You start to get comfortable with things and then you really start to kind of find your groove and what's going on with, with anything that you that you do. And so depending on your personality, some people like a lot of um, knowing exactly what's going to come at them. And then some people like a little bit more you know, chaos in their life as well. But the unknown, I think, is really, really the the tough part that like hangs a lot of people up. And that definitely, you know, was a factor in me having to make this decision and having to make any decision for, for that matter. And so that is one part that I think is really, really key. For me, the unknown, I'm pretty self-aware. So for me, the unknown, the weak, you know, my weakness is that I have trouble seeing like the negative or what could possibly go wrong or why this wouldn't be a good decision. Once I get an idea and I'm moving forward with that idea, I tend to see all the positive. I'm a pretty good sales guy when it comes to that. And so sometimes I have to tap the brakes to make sure that I'm looking at, okay, well, what if this doesn't work out or just to make sure that I've thought it through on both sides. Yeah. And, and even going back to the, that unknown part, one thing that I think really helps me in this and part of my just training growing up is because my, my entire life I've been an athlete. And so what you always do whenever you're an athlete, you know, and, and you can relate to this as well, is that you're always preparing, you're always training, you're always getting ready for a game. But whenever the game comes, you have no clue what's going to happen. You don't know, for instance, in football, I always played offense. And so whenever you come out for that first snap of a football game, you never know what defense that you never know what defense your opponent's going to come out in. They could come out in something that you've been practicing all year. They could come out in something that is totally opposite of what you even thought they were going to come out at. And so the key thing is to know that you've put in the work in order to be successful and there's nothing you can do really about, you know, what your opponent brings to the table. And so I think it's kind of the same thing in, in this situation. It's like kind of what you said with the 3190 and knowing what your goals are and, and where you want to be at. For me, this was really an easy, easy decision for me to make um, as far as to switch, as far as switching. 
Now, having to talk to people and explain to them why that happened was really hard. But because of the preparation and knowing where I want to go for me and my business and my family, the decision was was really easy. And I think that's kind of the, the thing you look at is, you know, you're doing the work to get things done and to be successful. And, you know, you just have to have the faith that that's going to come through. Yeah, it kind of makes me think of the, uh, I saw a t-shirt the other day, Cooper and I were out and we were looking at all these just various t-shirts with different sayings. And it was one that had Mike Tyson's face on it and said, everyone has a game plan until they get punched in the face. And the, all right, then now the training has to come in. I am with you though, in that because the decision, making the decision to switch made so much sense based on the relationships I was going to add, you know, the people I was going to add to my circle. It just was a matter of how do I get through it logistically and relationally. And there was, you know, a good five relationships that I had to individually think about and have conversations with. And one of the biggest hurdles was for me getting to the decision or me getting to the point where I wasn't making the decision based on them. I was making the decision that was best for me. And that was probably the biggest hurdle. Uh, and that took, you know, took a couple of days to get through. Yeah, and, and definitely. So just to kind of go through, you know, a little bit of the things that, that I was thinking of as well is just, so I got a phone call and uh, was asked to look at, you know, look at, look at the company that uh, I was going to be moving, moving over to, which is eXp Realty. And um, the only reason why I took a look at it, which it's really interesting that a lot of the stuff we talk, we've talked about in the past on the podcast literally comes up in everyday life. You know what I mean? And so the real reason, the only reason why I took a look at this company was because of the person who called me and told me to take a look at it. I've been, people have called me and told me to look at it before. And I just, I just didn't, didn't want to look at it. There was no reason for me to move. Just like I said, there's no reason for me to want to do something different because when I'm doing something, I'm a one track mind for what I'm doing. But because of the influence that this person has in my life, for one, and who they are, we share values. And uh, he's, just a, he's just a really good guy is the reason why I took a look at it. And so then once I took a look at that and saw that I, I thought it was a good idea, I, um, you know, of course, you have to check everything out to make sure it's, it's good to go. I called a few other people and asked them their thoughts on it who are actually in the company. And they basically confirmed that everything was how it was being presented and they're actually in the company now. So um, I think relationships are also a big key. So we, we've spoken about how, you know, the people that you spend the most time with will have an influence on your life. And I think that is also one of the keys as well. From the point you got that phone call, how long did it take you to switch? Yeah, I think it took me mm, two or three days, I think, yeah. is how long it took. And yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, But I think that's, the, that's a key point, right? I know yeah. for myself is that when I know that something needs to be done, we have these emotions. And I think you have to use those emotions in order to make a decision, you know? And so usually what happens is something will happen. You'll have some emotions, no matter what they are, if they're excitement or anger or whatever it is those emotions are what drives you to make a decision. And so I was excited about it. I was also excited because of the person that called me uh, to tell me about it 
for one, that they thought enough of me to go into business with them and the opportunity because of their track record. And so I knew if I waited a week, two weeks, three weeks after that fire was going to burn down and it was going to be harder for me to make a decision. And so whenever I'm making decisions, I always use those emotions to help me make a decision, especially when they're positive emotions. Now, if I'm angry or sad or something like that, then I know that I might have to curb, you know, what, what I do, but if it's excitement and those things, I just do some homework and then I make the decision. It's gotta be done. Boom. Yeah. So I had, I was having a conversation. We actually had a conversation on the phone and you were talking to me about some opportunities that you had. And I, I don't remember how long it was before we spoke again. I think you had a, like a tournament in between there or something. So it could have been, you know, a week, week and a half. Uh, we, and next time I called you, you're like, Hey, I went to EXP or no, we actually had a whole conversation. And you're like, Oh, I forgot to tell you, I switched to EXP. I'm like, what? And, Cause that wasn't even on the radar. Not at all. And uh, that was the moment that I'm like, all right, I'm going to have a decision I got to make. Cause I knew, I knew what was coming. I knew who'd talk to you. And like I said, it was real similar for myself in that, it had so much to do with the who was talking about this opportunity. And I really had to slow down and take a look at it. Cause when you were so adamant about it, I'm like, all right, there's something that I didn't see the, f- the first six times somebody told me about the company. Uh, what am I missing based on who reached out to you and based on your conversation. And so I knew it was something that we had to take a look at. Now for me, it definitely wasn't a uh, two or three day decision. It was something I really had to wrestle with and mainly based on my relationship with my broker. Um, that was, that really took me some time because uh, I actually have not at the time of this recording, I actually have not had my conversation with him yet. Uh, but I know that's uh, coming here in a couple of days. So that's not one that I'm looking forward to. Um, that's really going to suck because I really, really have a lot of respect for him. 100%. And that was that was really the hard decision for me too, because anytime you go, I think a lot of times, well, when I make a decision to go into business with someone or to work with someone, I really want to like the person and I want to trust the person. So that is like a big part of my decision. And that's one reason why I started out with the broker that I had was because I trusted her. She was, she always helped me. She, she wants the best for me and for the people that she helps. And so, you know, whenever I had to make that decision as well, it was really, really hard. But whenever I spoke with her, you know, obviously, I mean, she was sad. I was sad as well. I'm actually still sad, you know, because I like, I just, I like being, I like being around her, you know, but I think, you know, when I spoke to her, she wants what's best for me, you know, and that's what's what I like about the people that I have around myself is that they want what's best for me, even if that's not me working with them. You know, I had the same kind of the same decision whenever I got into real estate with my dad, like I was working for my dad. And then, you know, I just, I had to make a decision that I wanted to go into real estate. And so everybody always asks me, like, how's your relationship with your dad now? And I'm like, well, it's, it's great. I mean, it's, there's not, there's not, it's not any different because my dad truly wants what's best for me. Even if we disagree on things, I know he loves me. I know he wants what's best for me and my broker. She was the same way. And so, you know, she's like, if there's anything you need, let me know. And to be honest with you, if everything went 
to crap or whatever else, then I would just, I would go back, <laughs> you know? And so yeah. um, I think that's kind of the key too, is just knowing that you're around people or also like doing the work beforehand where you're with people who want what's actually best for you. Yeah, that that is huge. You know, one of the things that we've talked about, but we haven't really addressed specifically is when you make a decision like this, or, I mean, this could be any decision. One of the main things we start to really break down is what do people think of us? So for me, it's, you know, what is my broker going to think? Like, that's important to me. Like I already, you know, have run, started running this conversation through my head with him and I'm like, okay, yeah, here's what I think he's going to say. And here's how I'm going to explain it. And I don't think he's going to understand, but like, I've already run this conversation in my head dozens of times. I actually have not slept well in two nights. And part of that is, I mean, there's some enthusiasm, but then some anxiety for the conversation I know I have to have. And and talking to the gentleman who um, brought this opportunity to us, he was saying that it's called EXP insomnia. And apparently that's a thing. That's super funny, man. Yeah. And I I went through the same thing. And so even though I had already made a decision, you know, that I was going to make the move, what I, what I ended up doing is I actually ended up talking to my broker a day before I planned on talking to her because there was just, I just had so much pent up. I don't know if it's emotion or, or what it was, but I was just looking forward to that conversation. And so whenever uh, she was actually sitting in her office and I said, you know, I'm, I'm just going to go talk to her right now because, you know, for me, what I found is that if I don't attack those situations that I know are bothering me, uh, I tend to shrink back. And I also know that like, that's where, for me, that's where the magic is. And so whenever there's something that I know needs to be done, rather than waiting, I prefer to just go and attack it. Because I actually got, and I actually got this concept from Grant Cardone. He like said, if something's going to be done, like I want to be the cause of something happening. And you know, that's rather than being reactive, you know, I'd rather be proactive and have things happen on, on my terms. And so, you know, just went in and spoke with her and, and, you know, we kind of talked about what, what went on uh, during that conversation, but uh, I always like want to attack what is going on rather than letting things come to me. There's definitely something to be said for that because like two days ago I had to have a conversation, like I knew this decision was like on the horizon and two days ago I had to have a conversation with them. I felt so guilty knowing something that he needs to know, but not being in a position to be able to tell him. And, and that was, that was a really hard thing because it's fair. You have to be fair to the other person as well. Like, you know, the, so my broker, I have to have a certain level of respect and be fair to him and handle this the best way I know how. And so dragging it out definitely lends to probably not being fair to them. Yeah. I had a, um, and this isn't bad news, but I had a, uh, we call them military training leaders in the, uh, at the Academy, at the Air Force Academy. And one of the things I always remember him saying was, is he said, you know, bad news is like garbage. Like the longer you let it sit, the worse it stinks. And so he's like, you got to take out the garbage. And I think that's like one thing that's always stayed in my head. And it's not necessarily bad news, but it's something that needs to be done something that needs to be said or something that is on the forefront like waiting doesn't help you right actually it really it's to me it's torture like I'm like man I I got to talk to my broker about this decision and and really I'm torturing myself 
And why is that? Because I'm conjuring up, I'm fantasizing about all these potential outcomes that could happen. Is she going to be mad? Is she, what is she going to say? How is she going to do this? What is it? What's going to be with this? And when in all reality, it was actually pretty simple. You know, she like handled it really well. She just said, you know, I'm happy for you. And if there's anything I can do for you, you know, you know, I'm, I'm here for you. When, you know, in my head, I was going through all these scenarios trying to, you know, think of a defense or whatever it is. And so even for your own mental sanity, you know, it's better to just go ahead and, and get it out of the way. Well, even if it was negative, if it had gone negative, it's still better to get it out of the way. 100%. And the other, the other thing is, is like, I, and we talked about, you know, knowing what you want and I'm always trying to work on my values. And so one of the, one of the things for me is like, I'm, I always want to leave people better off than when they first met me. And I'm always wanting to try to provide value to people. And I truly think that's what this decision is going to do. I truly think working, you know, making the move is going to be able to allow us even to help more people. And so even if, you know, her response was negative, it still wouldn't have an effect because I've, I feel as though I have a mission that I'm living towards and I just, I want to fulfill that mission. And the other thing is, is I can't control how, how another person reacts to what I do, right? What I've found, and, and I'd like to hear your thoughts on this. What I found is like what people actually think of me is really none of my business. What I found is that whenever I say something to someone, their response is more about them than it is about me. For instance, Hey, I'm making a move to EXP. Well, they're like, man, that's crazy. I would never do that. It's like, well, yeah, you would never do that. Like that's not, that has nothing to do with me. That, that is totally has to do with you. I think it breaks down and this really goes into play in a lot of my history and how, you know, I've talked in the past about how I've let things just, I've reacted to life. I haven't had to make a lot of tough decisions where, you know, something's put in front of me and it's like, okay, that seems better than this. Let's go with that. Or, you know, even, you know, getting married or having kids. Like I felt like I wasn't a part of that decision. And I'm glad, you know, I'm so thankful I had a wife that knew when we should get married. And I had a wife that knew when we should have kids because I wouldn't change any of that for the world. But that just showed a lack of probably maturity and leadership on my standpoint. And so for when I really started to rethink my life, you know, five, six years ago and start to make some of these decisions and then start to, what really helps you get clear on making decisions is when you start to paint a bigger picture of your life. And does this decision help me bring that picture to reality or does it pull me further away from it? And if it helps you paint that reality, then that's the decision that you need to make because you've, you've already made the decision what you want your life to look like. So what's it going to take to help you get there? And one of the best things, and I don't even know if she knows that she said it, but one of my favorite things that she said since I've started to go through my transformation, and this was a couple years ago, we were with a group of friends and Holly says, yeah, she goes, I don't know when it happened, but I used to wear the pants in the relationship. I'm like, ah, it's working. And it's not about domination. It's about being a leader though. It's about being the leader that God wants me to be for my family. And that's what that's about. It's not definitely not about like overbearing or having authority over her because I definitely don't have that. But just that she recognized 
leadership developing in me. Yeah, that's a hundred percent. That's awesome. Super cool. The, the last thing I really, I kind of wanted to touch on, we kind of glossed over it, but is this fact of what other people are going to think, you know, when you make a decision. And that was like one thing that I really, really struggled with. Uh, I would say probably like three years ago. And, um, but I think that is for a lot of folks, when you talk to people that, especially in the world we live in right now, Instagram, Facebook, everybody's worried about how they look, you know? And so I think what you just said a little bit ago about like, is it a part of something bigger? We all want to be a part of something that's bigger than ourselves. And so we have, you have to dream, you have to have a vision of what you want. And once you know what that is and you get your purpose, like what other people think of you will, you know, start to fall away, I guess is what I would say, especially when you start to achieve things that are helping you get towards what you want to, what you want to do. Well, and it's also wait for me. It's the, what they think isn't as important as to what I'm supposed to be for my family. So I'm not going to sacrifice my relationship with my family and the goals that I have for my family based on what somebody outside of my tight circle thinks. Now, if somebody inside of my tight circle, you know, those that's important, but those are conversations. You know, we, when I sat down with Holly to have this conversation, you know, there's a couple things. One, I found myself getting a little frustrated when, cause I, you know, now that I've made the decision internally, like I'm excited about it. And so as I start to unpack it on her, I want her to process what I just, what took me four days to process. I want her to process in about 38 seconds. And so like last night she's like pushing back on it. And I'm like, you know, started, I caught myself, I was getting a little frustrated. I'm like, well, wait a second, I need to back this up. And then we just talked through it. And from the, from the business standpoint or from the, like the logistical side, she's just not connected to my business in that way. So from her, it's got to, you know, there's a level of trust. She's seen that I've made some good decisions over the last couple of years when it comes to my business. So she has to trust that I'm making another one, but it's relational for her too. Cause she loves my broker. She loves my broker's wife. I mean, they text, you know, they text often. And so that, you know, what they think is important. And so to back that up, it's important to me what Holly thinks, but it's just a conversation that we have to work through. And if something popped up in the conversation and she was just like, no, that's the wrong move, then I would have to tap the brakes and take a look at that because she's got some pretty good intuition that I need to, you know, that I need to listen to. 100%. And definitely the people in your inner circle are, are the people that you want to hear from. Right. And I think the reason why is because those people should probably know you the best. Right. And usually it's your, if you're married, it's your wife. They, your wife usually knows you the best. So if you're making a decision that's not congruent with what you've been talking about or what you've been doing, my wife will be the first one to tell me or to give me like the stink eye as far as like, <laughs> well, what are you, what are you doing? You know? And so I do the exact same thing. Whenever I spoke to Andrea about it, she was on board 100% just because she knows who the individual that, that uh, we're talking about, she knows who he is, what he stands for, our values align as far as, you know, spiritually helping people out, you know, he's, he's a Christ follower as well. So like that is one of the major keys for us is that 
piece. And so uh, she was actually really excited. But if there was any hesitancy on her part, I would have to definitely examine what's going on. So you, you made your decision in three days. You didn't give her time. Well, no, she, we, yeah, well, exactly what happened. happened. I told her about it. And so I just, and she, she probably already knew I was doing it before I did. So <laughs> cool. I think Holly picked up on the same thing. Like in our conversation last night and she is, uh, she goes, ah, this decision's made. <laughs> yeah. It might be. Which can get you in trouble, right? You don't, I, I never make a decision before talking to my wife and especially if it's a major decision. I can get you in trouble too, you know? <laughs> it can. But I do want to say like, and this is, I explained it to her last night, and this is for people more or less or that are not in real estate is switching brokerages isn't like switching jobs. Like I'm not wiping everything away and then starting from zero at a new job. I mean, you know, the way I've built my business, um, making a switch on the brokerage can be pretty seamless. Um, I mean, there's going to be things, but it's not like switching a job. I'm not switching careers, not switching jobs. We're just switching the platform we do our job on. 100%. The service, the service uh, will not be any different to clients and all that, but on the back end, there will be quite a few changes for the better. All right, so now we're going to take a brief minute here and have our feature, Time to Invest. Welcome to this week's Time to Invest. Today, I want to talk to you a little about creating a team that's going to help you be a better investor. You want to invest in real estate. You want to make sure that you have the best team possible in place uh, to help you through all the hurdles that are going to come up. And I have identified six people that you would love to have on your team. And uh, I think it goes without being said, but I'll say it anyways. You want to make sure that these uh, individuals are really good in their field because not just anybody can help a real estate investor. They have to know what they're doing. They need to know uh, laws. They need to know um, the process and the steps when it comes to real estate. So the six people that I would love to see you have on your team is first, have a good realtor. You want to make sure that you've got a good investor-friendly realtor in place on your team. And not all realtors are investor-friendly or have the skill set to be able to help investors out. There's, um, you know, somebody may be really good on the retail side of the business or what we would call traditional real estate, but may not be the best investor friendly realtor. They need to know what they're looking for in the investment side. Second person is a wholesaler. I've talked in the past about what wholesaling is. Wholesaling is, uh, wholesalers are people who buy properties off market and sell them off market. So they buy them uh, at a discounted rate, sell them for a little more, but still allowing you uh, an opportunity to buy a property at a better price than you would if it were on the market. The next is you want to make sure you have a good accountant. You got to have that good accountant in place. And the reason you want to have a good accountant in place is you want to be able to um, you know, know what the tax implications are when it comes to buying and selling real estate. There's laws and uh, in different states that you want to make sure that you're adhering to uh, so you're not surprised at the end of the year that you're paying a much higher tax than you anticipated. 
in, in the same line, you want a good financial planner, somebody that's going to help you create the strategy for investing in real estate. What does that look like for you? Do you are you going to be somebody that flips, and so you you know kind of got a short six you know six month window on a project? Do you want to purchase properties, hold them for the long haul? and make that monthly cash flow on them. So it's, you want a good financial planner to help you break down your strategy and what you're trying to accomplish when it comes to investing in real estate. And the last two are in the same family. One is you want to have a good home inspector. Uh, and not all home inspectors are good investor-friendly home inspectors, but you want an inspector that's going to work with you to help you to see things in that property that you're not necessarily going to see yourself. Foundational issues, possible, you know, uh, issues in the attic, what, you know, age of the furnace, um, hot water tank, do you see any roof leaks? You know, there's, I mean, the list goes on and on on what they could find. As an investor, um, our standards are a little lighter than when it comes to buying a personal property and that we're not being as picky. But we want to make sure that we're not going to miss anything on the big, you know, on the big end. And the one item when it comes to inspections that I see a lot of investors failing is getting the sewer scoped. Uh, this is, can be a huge expense if you don't get that sewer scoping. You don't know. Uh, here in Michigan, we have a lot of properties that were built in the '50s, and so that's you know, there's quite a there's a lot of years of um, drainage going down that sewage. And so you want to make sure that those sewer pipes are in great shape or at least not going to cost you thousands and thousands of dollars to repair. And then on the same, uh, in the same family as a home inspector, you want to, it would be really good for you to have a good solid contractor in place, somebody that can do some work for you, but also somebody that can look at the project and give you an idea of what something might cost. That's the team of six that I would, uh, put together. If I were you, if you start with a realtor, they're going to be able to help you put this team in place because if they're a good investor friendly realtor, they should have someone that they could re- recommend in all these categories. Really appreciate you checking out Time to Invest, and I'll throw you back over to wrap up the podcast. Well, welcome back. I'm so glad you got to take time to listen to how we walked through making a hard decision. And Decisions like this are not unique to us by any stretch. We all have these decisions to make. Would love to hear uh, from you guys in the comments, or you can reach out to us on our Facebook page, the Jerry and Jacoby podcast, of what making hard decisions means to you, or what are some hard decisions that you made, and what are some of the tools that you use. We'd just love to hear about decisions in your life that you made. If you ever wanted our input on when it comes time to make a decision, man, definitely reach out to us. We are all about connecting with you guys. You have been phenomenal in your support of the podcast. As far as resources that we used, uh, we typically like to dump a bunch of resources on you, but today did not, uh, we did not reference uh, a lot of resources. Uh, we, you know, Jacoby did talk about some Grant Cardone, which, uh, you know, his videos have been pretty inspirational to me. I will say uh, I go up and down with Grant. Sometimes I do have to do Grant in doses, but he has some great things to say, and I really think he cares about people. The other thing that uh, I had referenced was the Mike Tyson quote, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face. There's some pretty good memes and pictures out with that one. I would encourage you possibly to go find one and always come back to that because that speaks volumes to life. 
Again, you can always reach out to us. Uh, the best place is on our podcast, the Jerry and Jacoby podcast. And if you loved this podcast, we would greatly appreciate if you gave us a five-star review and uh, took the time to give us a written review. We'd love to hear what you think. As always, we truly appreciate you listening. And if you need anything from us, make sure you let us know. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Jerry and Jacoby podcast. If you walked away with something of value, we hope you'll share it with a friend. And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast so you get notification of all new episodes.